It's cracked by Mars in the pitch. One on the hit the right field. Lay back there. Lay back there. Oh, God! Parker Quinn! Parker Quinn! your ticket to Tokyo along with the rest of this group. You'll likely be swimming the relays together. What do you make of these these guys? It's a great four. I got to get to know this guy. We got a newbie on the team, so I'm excited to do work with these boys. All right, all four of you, the drum is waiting for your signatures. Congratulations. No two roads to the Olympics are the same. Part of that, of course, is mathematical, right? There's over 10,000 athletes expected to be at the Summer Games this year in Tokyo. Thousands upon thousands of athletes every four years make the journey to compete for their country. So no story is going to be exactly the same. But you'd be hard-pressed to find one that has all that much in common with Brooks Curry. LSU swimmer, the first swimmer in school history to qualify for the Olympics, Made the Olympic team much to the shock of the swimming community, much to the shock of a lot of LSU fans who maybe don't follow swimming that closely, much to the shock of a lot of people, except for Brooks Curry and those people around him, because they kind of saw this coming. Now, for Brooks, he saw it coming maybe a little bit later in his journey, and you're going to hear about that on today's show. But since he exploded on the scene at LSU as a freshman, and really just before that as he broke out from a very talented swimmer to one of the best swimmers in the world, he's been eyeing the Olympics. Now he's about to go from eyeing the Olympics to being there. And we talk about that on today's show. This conversation with Brooks Curry is from a couple weeks back when the success of his improbable qualification for the Olympics was still pretty raw and new. And yet he seemed completely unfazed by it. He's got that kind of personality. It's an interesting combination of, and you're going to witness this here in in just a few seconds. It's an interesting combination of both being completely unflappable, but also this unique buoyancy. And I feel like that's the right word. One, because I just came up with it, but two, because it connotes swimming and water. He's got this personality to him that's both understated and yet bold. And I think his jorts, his custom-made jorts and his mullet haircut are probably the best embodiment of that quiet laid-back kid who enjoys life and enjoys swimming and is about to enjoy swimming on the world's biggest stage at the olympics in the four by 100 relay with his uh much more experienced teammates as you heard there in the intro so i'll stop talking now and we'll get to the conversation with lsu swimmer and u.s olympian brooks Curry. Sit down with LSU swimmer and now U.S. Olympian Brooks Curry. Brooks, yes, good to good to talk to you. How uh, how has your life changed in the last what? Has it been a week already? Has it been a week yet? Uh, it's been about a week. Yeah. Okay, um, how's your life changed? It's been pretty crazy. Uh, a lot of things that I'm not used to are going on. I'll be like getting a sandwich and people will be asking for pictures and autographs. Um, walking around Omaha was pretty crazy because so many people recognize you just because. I mean, the event in the city was the yeah. meet, so everybody there knows what's going on. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy uh, with people getting pictures and autographs and pointing like, "Who's that?" or like, "Know who that is?" <laughs> pretty cool. But <laughs> it's unbelievable. I think it's the mullet. It's it, you think it's the mullet that's the most noticeable. Like, 
I, I think you're onto something with the branding thing, right? Because <laughs> I'm I come from a branding background, and so it's like, what can you do to distinguish yourself? And obviously, besides being in the pool, when you're out of the pool, is it the hair? What's the giveaway? You think somebody actually told me at the meet that. Uh, that was why nice. I stood out more than nice. some of the other guys. So nice. Well, uh, that, that, that's really exciting, and uh, I can't. I, mean, I just can't imagine what it's like for for your life to change like that. But I want to go back a little bit. Let's go back to the start. Um, how did you get into to swimming in the first place? Is this a, a family thing? Um, do you come from a family of swimmers, or was this something you fell in love with on your own? I'm, I fell in love with it on my own, but it is a family thing. Uh, I think my parents just. I was around a pool when I was probably two and I was like swimming around uh, and I think they put me on the sub team when I was like four or five or lessons when I was four. Or mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact dates, but it was around that. Yeah. So I started really early. Hometown. Where are you from? Tell us about. Uh, um, from Dunwoody to Cab. Okay. What kind of place was it like to grow up? Is it a, is it a swimming community or is it? No. Okay. No. Uh, I sw- my swim team was probably about 15, 20 minute drive. Okay. Uh, I didn't really know many people in my neighborhood, at least, that swam. Yeah. But people that lived up towards there were, I mean, they were on the swim team, but uh, nobody ever was really, like, like that into it. They just did it for fun. Sure. I started doing Dynamo um, when I was probably in second or third grade. Is that club swimming, basically? Yeah, it was club swimming. Yeah. yeah. So that was that started year-round, basically, uh, pretty young. Um and I stayed doing summer league for about until I was eighteen. Okay. Uh, or fifteen. Were, were Were you a multi sport athlete? How tall are you? Six four. Six four. Six four. So I'm sure, you know, the basketball team was trying to recruit you or whatever. Were you a multi sport guy, or did you focus on swimming pretty early? Yeah, I did baseball for a long time. Okay. Uh, what position? I was a pitcher. Yeah. How how like how long did you play until how old? I probably played until I was like, maybe thirteen. Okay. But yeah. big big fastball. A big fastball, yeah. Big knuckleball, yeah. Oh, nice a knuckleballer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Were you a Braves fan? Being yeah, that, being that close. Fan. How how far is that from Atlanta? I think the new stadium was about 20, 20 30 minutes. Okay. So. Did you go to a bunch of games growing up? Uh, we really didn't. Yeah. Uh, we just watched them on TV. Sure. Um, but I started to go into them more more recently now, and they're they're a lot of fun. So as a kid, you know, swimming not not being in a swimming community, I imagine that. Um, you know, being being as good as you were, that becomes a big part of your identity. Were you a big swimming fan? Were you a Michael Phelps fan? Were you an Olympics fan? Or yeah. was it just kind of something you did? My swimming community was basically Dynamo. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I've been training with some of those guys for m- my entire time at Dynamo. Like, as soon as I started day one until I left for college, it was the same guys that I was training with, same group. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely had those guys as my role models watching, like, uh, 08 and 2012 yeah. Olympics. Uh, seeing those guys up there was like really cool. Um, that that group of swimmers that you kind of came up with. Did they all kind of go off to college and, and swim competitively as well? Yeah, everybody. Uh, everybody that stayed that I stayed in that group with is now swimming in college uh, all across the country. So how excited were they when when you qualified and and made the Olympics? It was. They were so excited. Yeah, they came down. Uh, they were there. Yeah, I didn't know they were going to be there until a couple of days in. They were sending me pictures, uh, so it was, it was really cool to see them there. So, in the days ahead, in the days before, are you able to interact with "quote unquote" outsiders, your friends um, that that aren't necessarily in competition? Are you kind of locked in, isolated, focused on what you got to do? Yeah, I couldn't really 
uh, see them or talk to them just because we were super busy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could see my fa- uh, my family, uh, but, like, friends, like, I didn't really see them until the meet was uh, about to end. So, so, so let, let's talk about this, this whole broad Olympic journey. And this is something that I asked you about on the Zoom call the other day. But – and I'll kind of ask the same question again even though I know some of the answer. But how long – have you been targeting Olympics and then specifically these Olympics in particular? Um, was that something that at 12, 13 year, years old, you're like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Olympics one day, or is it something that kind of gradually developed for you? It was definitely something that developed. Um, I always thought it'd be really cool. Uh, but I mean, I, I think everybody that's a swimmer or like an athlete kind of thinks that would be really cool to do, but they don't know if it's like that, achievable or yeah. something that can actually happen um and i started looking at like aiming for the olympics close to the end of my freshman year and i was going for 2024 yeah at lsu yeah mm-hmm. and uh so specifically what did you do to to, so to signify I, 2024 i wrote uh, i drew this piece of paper um i said 2024 put a put a swoosh on it put some other stuff on it and pinned it on the wall right above my door. So I saw it every day. Um, I still have the paper in my new apartment this year. Uh, but with, with like big, with the success from last year, um, I kind of thought that that maybe 2021 would be a possibility. And the COVID year helped me out with that, getting some more training in extra year. Um, and, I was never really set on it. I didn't want to like cross out 2024 and put 2021 down because sure. I didn't want to like jinx it or <laughs> sure. didn't want to be disappointed. Yeah. So I just uh, was doing everything I could um, to make sure that what that could happen. Uh, but I think I was really locked in on 2021 just for like this year. When when did it start to feel realistic for you? Was it was it you know you so to kind of tell your story. You come to LSU, and I want to ask you about maybe coming to LSU in a, in a little bit, but you come to LSU, and then your freshman year, you win SECs. Mm-hmm. And I got to imagine at that point, your perspective changes or your goals change a little bit. Were, were you targeting coming in as a freshman, like, I want to win the SECs my freshman year? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. So how did, how did did what's the story there? How did that happen? My goal going into SECs was, like, to make, like, finals, like, A or B final, and that would have been, that would have been awesome. So what happened? How did, how did you, how did you win? I don't, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was probably the best, uh, year it could have been for me to win it. I had a huge drop. Um, the competition, like it was really fast. Yeah. Uh, but it was probably the best competition I could have had. Yeah. To give me that chance. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, not not a whole lot of things I, I could have controlled to do that, but what's that emotion like when you hit the wall? Like, can you tell that you've won? When yeah, you hit it the was wall? amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. That was like the biggest meet of my life so far at yeah. that point, and then to go in and win that event was insane. So going back to high school um, in the Atlanta area, what what appealed about LSU? Did you grow up an LSU fan, or what, how did? How did your uh, swimming journey take you to LSU? Uh, I mean, I really didn't have, like, I, w- I really wasn't an LSU fan when I was a kid. I was, like, my parents were uh, Georgia alumni, so yeah. I was, like, kind of raised a Georgia fan. Sure. Um, but I didn't really have any college, like, 
SEC, like, oh, I can't go there because this. Like, I just was looking open-minded everywhere, and this was the best option for me. So, Okay, so let's let's talk about the jorts um, yeah. because you, you've clearly bought into the LSU spirit. Yeah. Um, so first, if you can see on camera, I'm, guess, I'm guessing you can see on camera. If you're listening, you can't see, but I would, again, recommend the YouTube version of this. Um, you've got on some LSU jorts. Mm-hmm. Where did you get the jorts from? I got them at a thrift store. Okay, so you, th- they were jeans that you bought at a thrift store, I yes. assume? Okay, and then you made them, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, so take me through the process of making your own pair of jorts. Uh, you cut them, uh, <laughs> cut them to the side, make sure they're straight. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't come with the LSU logo on them? No, they definitely <laughs> did not. Um, I had to get some paint. Okay. Me and the my girlfriend did them. Uh, she painted uh, Mitch Mason's jorts. I don't know if you okay. saw those. I, have, no, I haven't seen them, but okay. I'll... Maybe look at a photo for reference. But yeah, uh, put white down. I, I had like printed out the uh, the logo. Sure. Uh, I tried to trace it, but it didn't really work. Yeah. Because it just didn't, pencil didn't come through, pen didn't come through. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of had to like go through the paper and then go over it like a bunch of times and then put pen over it so I could see it. And then um, I had to paint around it. I, I couldn't really... Um, trace where like the the yellow and the white would go uh-huh so i just had to like kind of free in that i mean it's it's incredible are you an artist like you, you said you wrote the 2024 in a paper is it like are, are you no that of, was just like that was thrown just together that, yeah. that wasn't artistic that was just free <laughs> yeah. that was just you know regular writing yeah are, are you an artist like i mean i used to draw and and paint stuff when i was younger but okay. i haven't really done anything like that but this is the first thing I've done in a while so that's what I was going to ask is that the first pair you've made it definitely yeah mm-hmm. did it come out looking that good like the first time I mean the tiger looks incredible like thank it, you it, it, like it looks like a, a replica thank you yeah I, I tried my best <laughs> if it was going to be on TV it had to be good <laughs> so what was the thinking behind wearing them um, because I love I love the image of you with the three other guys um, and they're all in like their sponsored gear or whatever and then you're rocking the LSU jorts like yeah was that intentional where you're like, no, I'm going to do something to set myself apart and represent LSU? Um, I mean, I wasn't really thinking of something to like set myself apart. Yeah. It was just like, I spent a lot of time on these. These are sick. I want to wear them on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was told that you have it, like this is a, a thing. The jorts are a thing. Like either with the team or like yeah. your your group. How did the jorts become a thing? Because I'll, I'll be honest, LSU fans hear jorts and they think, Florida fans, Gainesville, Team T- Tim Tebow. That was like a thing like with Florida yeah. back in the day. Maybe that's just a thing they used to make fun of Florida fans. I don't really know. But um, when did you embrace the jorts culture? Uh, kind of this year. Okay. Um, me and some of the guys just started like wearing them to dry them in practice. <laughs> uh, Why? Like where did it come from? I, it didn't really come from anywhere. Um, I mean, I know my, my buddy Jack has got some. Okay. They're like made to work out in. Okay. They're pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, um, we just like started wearing them. Just started looking at their stores, see if we could find them, and then got lucky. And what are people's reactions when you're wearing them? Obviously, not the LSU ones, but just a regular pair of jorts. Like, how it's often like, are we wearing them? Are they weekly? Oh, and, daily? Nah, I'm not wearing them much. Okay. Uh, we used to wear them like weekly, sometimes for practice. Okay, so it's not like something you're walking around in public with. It's more like a team thing, or you're like you're rocking them in public too i mean i I would rock them in public okay i would rock them yeah i mean you already have now like it's (laughs) been memorialized uh in olymp in olympic lore so uh i I think the cat's out of the bag there yeah um all right so take me let's let's go into the into the the actual event and then qualifying take take us through the whole 
the whole process. What's the whole process of showing up in Omaha? Yeah. First of all, getting to Omaha. I don't, like, I don't even know how you qualify for that. Yeah. Get there, and then the work that you have to do to get from however many guys show up in Omaha to be in one of the four or, or top four finishers. Yeah. So um, there was like two trials meets, really, wave one and wave two. Uh, and each had separate time standards. Wave two is the faster one. And so you have to go this time standard to go to the meet. Okay. Uh, and where, where do you have to swim that time standard? Like at a college meet? at a Anywhere. Okay. Anywhere that'll count it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you have to have that time standard to go. And that'll put you in or that'll rank you uh, in the heats or the seeding seed sheet. Okay. Um, and... You'll so, go through prelims. Okay. And uh, let me interrupt you for a second. There was a comment, I think, in like the post uh, meet after you qualified interview where, and maybe it was a press conference where someone made a comment about like how you hadn't gotten your wave two time yeah. until a certain date. And they were all like astonished. And that kind of went over my head. I didn't get the reference. So yeah. we'll, ex- explain that one to me. So I swam the wave two cut at a dynamo meet, but it didn't count. Okay. So I had to get it again. And so, uh, that time didn't show up in like USA Swimming's database. Okay. So it kind of, I mean, it, it was still kind of late for yeah. me to get when, it. When did you get it at the Dynamo meet? Uh, it was like a week or two after SECs. Okay. And then what, what's, what was the time? It was 48-45. 48-45. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you got it the week after SECs, but it didn't count. Right. Why didn't it count? You, did you know it wouldn't count? No. I, oh, you I thought, thought it would, would count. count. Oh, man. Um. I didn't have like some paperwork built out. <laughs> oh so, man. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. What was your reaction when you found out like take me take me to that moment. You get it, you think you're it, you're good, and then you find out you didn't have the paperwork filled out. What was that feeling? Uh, I mean, I really I wasn't too worried. I was I was like, man, that sucks. But um <laughs> oh, I then it was like, okay, well now I have to have another good meet where I get it again. Yeah. So Okay, so then when did you get the one that actually counted? Uh I got it here at um, it was like attack meat. Okay. Just whole meat. Okay. Um, I think it was like 49 flat or something, okay. something like that. Okay. Uh, so that put me like 15th going okay. into the meat. Uh, so you swim prelims and then two heats come back for semis. If you qualify top 16, then you come back for semis and then top, uh, top eight come back for finals. And then depending on the event, uh, like the hundred free was top six or really top four that automatically go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So going into Omaha, so you, you get qualified for Omaha, you get there. Like realistically, where would the swimming world have said, all right, Brooks Curry is probably going to finish here. Like make the finals. Make oh, everybody the was saying it. Everybody was saying I was uh, going to do this, this and whatever. Like, uh, uh, I mean, I don't really know like how to say, but people uh, were there was doubt, skepticism. There was a lot of doubts. Okay, yeah, there was a lot of doubts. Um, were you aware of the doubt? Like, oh yeah, I was aware. Of I'm it. sure. I'm assuming it's not people like walking up to you and saying it, but I'm, it's in the swimming community. Yeah. It's conversations. Uh-huh. It's internet, whatever. Yeah. And so, what was your internal mindset as I you kind of as surrounded by this doubt? I had been training for to go a certain time or this time and I knew that this time would make it mm-hmm. or would be very close. So if I knew if I went that time, then I'd be fine. Uh, 
I so that, that was your focus, that whatever that number was. I, I'm not even really having a number in my mind. I'm just like, I got to, I know how to have a, a clean race to do that. Yeah. Um, it's like when you focus on a time, it sometimes like messes you up. Sure. So you're focused more on technical aspects. Yeah. Technical aspects. Um, just doing everything right before to make sure it's a good race. Yeah. What, what are the, what are those focuses? And get as specific as you need to. Like I'm I'm not a, a swimming guy, so I may not understand all of it. But yeah. like, what, what specifically take me into that mindset? I mean, I like to have like a really thorough warm up, like a pretty extensive like dry land, and uh, so I'll, I'll try and hit like the majority of like every muscle group, like to get warmed up. Before. Okay. So take me um, take me through that. What's that look like? I'll stretch first. I'll do a dynamic warm up. Uh, I'll do either squats or push-ups or both some bandit some like band work um for like shoulders and stuff uh and for like dynamic i'll do like i'll like run up and then lunge back and then run up or jog and then like uh arm swing back it's just to get everything moving how'd you develop that uh we used to do like a dynamic warm-up a dynamo and i just kind of like changed it to what is like most efficient as quickest really so the, re- the reason i'm pulling up my phone is one of the um the planted questions i got here from one of your teammates was to ask about your warm-up routine yeah and how much you actually warm up in the pool and this person said it's not a lot it's El- not that much um i do the majority of warm-up on land so i'm only in the water for about 30 minutes if that uh i was in the water for 30 minutes every time at trials just to make sure i had gotten everything done yeah um but a lot of times I was out a few minutes early, 25 minutes, something like that, 20 yeah. minutes. Um, is that unique? Is that different from what other swimmers do? I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, it just uh, works for you. Yeah, it works for me. I know some people warm up a lot. Like, they'll be in the water for probably an hour wow. if, if they could. Yeah. Um, and some people don't warm up at all. I, I can't I can't warm up. I, I have to warm up. Yeah. Is that – you think it's – is that f- – physically what gets your body in the best spot is that mentally get you in the right spot or is it a combination of both it's a combination of both just to feel ready like i'll do like explosive stuff too. do some starts and finishes uh to get that like race feel so so you're surrounded by this this doubt and this skepticism going into the event but you have you have this confidence and this routine that you've developed and the times that you've hit okay so you get there the there's how many steps to get to the finals it's yeah. I mean, how, how many swimmers showed up uh, it, that you were competing nine against? Nine heats of prelims. Okay, so nine heats yeah. of how many swimmers each? I don't really know if every heat was full, okay. but I think it was eight eight or ten. Okay, so you're talking 60 to 70 yeah. swimmers, best swimmers in, in the country. Yeah. And you're competing against all of them, and there's this perception that maybe you don't belong or you're not going to – And if I'm wrong, correct me. Yeah, but. it was like all the outsiders had a lot of doubt and be like, Oh, he he'll make finals, but he probably won't make the team. Yeah, but like the friends and coaches, they all knew what I could do. Sure, sure. So you've got an inner circle that is fueling your your belief. You've got this sort of internal preparation and and belief in yourself, and so you're able to block out a yeah. lot of that. So take me through how many days was it? It was two days. It was three days to get from start to finish. Uh, it was. I was at Omaha for ten days. Okay, so ten days. Okay, so take me from like each step of the way. And maybe the growth of your confidence and the growth of like the the realization that like, okay, all right, all right. Like I'm obviously you're taking it one race at a time, I'm sure. But going from 60 or 70 guys 
to eight guys to finally that final four like take me through that evolution yeah i mean i was pretty relaxed in prelims just because i mean i had to get through semis which shouldn't have been a shouldn't have been a problem yeah uh i was most nervous for semis just because i knew i had to make finals and finals is the most important race Mm -hmm. so it was like oh if i mess up here then it's over so i was uh i was pretty pretty nervous for semi-final um I added a little bit of time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for finals, I was maybe just as calm or maybe even calmer hmm. than uh, prelims. I mean, I was doing everything I could to just stay to myself and not like let the lights and the noise get to me um, and just to focus on what I do like every day, just to come in technical and just swim fast. Did you feel like you had nothing to lose at that stage? I mean, stage? I really didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of take me through the, the final race itself and qualifying for the Olympics. Like from from start to finish, you get your warm-up in and you're ready to go and you're calm. And then it's time to go. And then take me from the, the first moment that you hit the water until you touch the wall and look up and see where, where you finish. Yeah, I know I had a really good reaction time. Uh, it was around 0.6, or something like that, um, which was good. I think it was like top three or top four fastest off the block for that heat. Uh, and I took I took it out really fast. Uh, it was like second fastest I've ever gone in, hmm. a, in a 50 free. It was hmm. like I was out to the feet in the 100, which was fast, uh, maybe a little bit too fast. but As in like you used up all your gas early? Not all your gas, yeah. obviously, but yeah. a lot of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a good flip, had a good turn off the wall, breakout, and then I had to get, I mean, I had to get back. Um, so I was fighting really hard the last ten meters, not to slow down, not to let the stroke collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was the hardest part. It was the last fifteen, but yeah. Could, so could you feel like you could feel, or you said? maybe a little fast on that first 50 can you feel can you feel that like as you're going like no i didn't know i just knew i had to go out fast i didn't know how fast i was going yeah uh i just kind of like based it off a of feel like how hard am i trying at this point and it was if i'm like oh well, i can go faster because i know i'll ha- still have enough to get back yeah um but i was just i knew i had to go out fast so i was just kind of going so I'll see what would happen okay so then you you touch the wall, you come up, and where do you look? You look. I look straight at the scoreboard. And what did you uh, see? I see four in shock. Can't really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an amazing feeling. Uh, get out of the pool, go around over to Steve, uh, boys that are over there. They were so happy, so excited. Um, and then I think we walked over, got to sign the drum. And then I think we did a little post-race interview with the top four uh, right on the deck. Um, and then I think after that, what happened after that? I uh, just went to go warm down, changed out. So, you know, I talked about the picture and I talked about the, the post-race interview too. And it's the contrast. I mean, obviously I'm an LSU guy, so I'm looking at it from an LSU perspective. But the contrast between those three guys and they kind of – you tell they were kind of making jokes about like you know i gotta i gotta get to know this kid or yeah. you know we don't know we don't know him yet 
Um, what, what was that moment like? Did you did you feel out of place? Did you feel like no, you belonged? I mean, I earned the spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do got to get to know me. Yeah. It's first time being there. So, sure. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to know each other in Hawaii and Tokyo. Um, yeah, we'll be working together a lot. So. So what's what's life been like since then? We touched on a little bit getting recognized around Omaha, but coming yeah. back to Baton Rouge and um, I don't know. Did you have other summer plans that you've now had to, <laughs> had to cancel and, and uh, move things around? Yeah, um, oh, we were going to go to Key Largo, okay, uh, or somewhere down there. So yeah, for a fishing trip with the family. Oh, that's gonna have to wait. So that's I gonna guess. have to be postponed. <laughs> yeah, um, there was there were some other things that were like planned but not set but yeah. now they have to be postponed so yeah i heard you talking before um before we sat down for the interview but no f- family can't go right right yeah, okay go. so when do you leave and what's the the timeline like from now until you swim so i leave for hawaii sunday okay i'll be there for 15 days and then i fly straight to tokyo okay fit those 15 days what do you want to accomplish in those 15 days that you're training and getting um, ready um just really tune up the stroke get to know the guys have have fun yeah um i mean it's gonna be a lot of fun so just soak it up goals for the olympics are you looking that far ahead uh i mean yeah uh i just want to go best time if i go best time take care of business yeah all right let's talk about you um outside of the swimming we've talked about the jorts you mentioned fishing there Mm -hmm. i've heard that you're a a big fisher. Tell me I'm about big your. Fisher, yeah. Tell me about your your love of fishing. I grew up in Georgia, but we we go to Alabama. What part of Alabama? Uh, Gulf Shores, Foley. Yeah. Um, my grandparents' house is up there. Okay. I grew up fishing there. Awesome. Um, so we'll go like inshore, offshore fishing mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, recently went to Venice, Louisiana, mm-hmm. to go fish down there. That was really cool. Yep. Um, but, Specs, reds. Oh yeah. Uh, big drums. Yeah. Um, bull reds. It's a lot of fun. Those bull reds are fun. Yeah. They're, they're not the best to eat and clean. But yeah, yeah. It's fun to, fun to reel them in. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just like doing a lot of bass fishing down here. Yeah. See, find new spots, see where we can go. How much did the fishing appeal to you when you're looking for a college? Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I knew some of the guys like did it down here. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's sick. Yeah. It's a good thing I can still do that down here. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm glad I can do it now. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the other questions that I was told to ask you was to ask you about the summer before your freshman year at LSU. Okay, and how it helped you gain momentum going into your collegiate season. It was a breakout season for him when his name really started to be known. What, what do you yeah. remember about that time? Uh, I mean, that was my first like really big like taper meet out of high school. Um, it was a super cool meet out of Palo Alto, uh, Stanford. Um, yeah, it, it, that was the biggest meet I've ever been to at that point. Uh, I was just ha- I was having so much fun there with all the guys. Mm-hmm. It was like our whole group of dudes just went to that meet. Yeah, we were just having a blast. Uh, we were all going to like best times, um, and that was the first meet I ever really dropped like significant amount of time or posted like some good times mm-hmm. that were like recognizable to like or appreciated with like college coaches. And yeah, stuff. it was great. Uh, for LSU to see me doing that, they were like super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was great to get some momentum coming in. When did you commit to LSU? Probably the end of junior year. Okay, something like that. Yeah. 
And then do you, do you think that that time period we just talked about coming into college, did you just physically develop to get to that level or did you technically improve or what do you think happened? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, like what what do you think led to that that increase in time and really that Out of imp- high school? Yeah, that improvement right there. Was it a physical development? Was it a technical development? It was probably both. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was both. Um, I did a lot of long course training that summer, so that probably helped out a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was long course every day for like six months. Yeah. So. Can we well, can we end on your routine and what your daily routine looks like? And like, let's talk like food and nutrition, yeah. that aspect. And then also like the weightlifting and the swimming and the training. Like what's a, what's a day look like for you? Yeah. So I'll wake up about five 30. If we have weights, um, I'll grab a snack, uh, probably like a bar and a core power. Yeah. Head to weights. Uh, that'll be about an hour, 45 minutes. Uh, and then we'll go. Is that, is that five days a week, three days? Well, we'll do weights three times a week. Okay. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Friday. Okay. Or Thursday. Okay. What kind of lifts are you doing? Like heavy lifting? Is it lighter? It's kinda? Olympic lifting. Okay. So it's, I mean, Squats, cleans, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go swim after weights for hour to hour and a half. Okay. Uh, and then... What's that swimming look like? Is it l- drill work? Is it, it really just, depends. Yeah. It depends on the day. Some days it'll be drill. Some days it'll be like active recovery. Some day. I mean, it really just... Yeah. It depends. Uh, and then we'll... I'll go to uh, the dining hall right after the morning swim, get some breakfast. What's a typical breakfast look like for you? Uh, I really like the hash brown bowls there. Okay. Really good. The breakfast okay. bowls, yep. eggs, and all that. Load them up. Yeah. And then I'll, if I need to do any homework, I'll do it right after I'm done with breakfast, go to class. What are you studying? Uh, I'm interdisciplinary studies. Okay. What are your three minors for that? Uh, sports studies, uh, communication, and entrepreneurship. Okay. <laughs> A good intersection of what you're about to experience yeah. as you kind of develop your own brand. All right. Yeah. And so then if I'm done with work or whatever, I'll take a nap. Uh, and then I'll wake up around like one or something. And then we'll, normally we got to practice at two. So I head over there. It'll be like from two to four mm-hmm. when we swim. Uh, and then I'll come back, eat again, maybe take another nap. And then have dinner. Uh, and then do whatever other homework I got to do. And that's pretty much it. Start again. Um, Are you a big nutrition guy or are you just trying to get as many calories into you as you can? Uh, Recently, I've started to take nutrition a lot more seriously. I'm always like eating as many calories as I can. Yeah. Uh, But recently, I've started uh, being more serious about like better calories, Mm -hmm. not just like fast food or anything. Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, Leaner meats or? Yeah. A lot of chicken. Um, I'm making a lot of, I'm basically making every dinner, okay. every lunch too. Uh, just whatever I can get at like Walmart and Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's like healthy. I'll make it. Um, a lot of pasta, rice. Are you as good a chef as you are an artist? I'm an okay chef. Yeah. I'm, I'm what's, not What's your go-to? Good. What's your best? Uh, I mean, the the easiest one that is like quick. That If I'm like hungry, I'll make like uh, Instapot, like, stir fry yeah like chicken and yeah. vegetables real simple yeah okay also make like a egg scramble like okay. just a big whatever yeah just throw everything in there yeah um I'll, I'll end on this so obviously your world changes as um as you go from you know being an sec champion which is a great accomplishment mm-hmm. in in its own right for sure but to being an olympian um and there's going to be so many eyes on you and the spotlight on you 
And we're at an in- interesting intersection with college sports too now where like in the past that you couldn't do much with that. But now you could with NIL rules and we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Um, but you might be able to make some money um, and still be in college. Um, have you thought about that at all or are you completely focused on the swimming aspect? Uh, I mean, that's definitely a really cool aspect that I could do. I mean, I'd, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Um, what's cool with like Team USA too is they have a program called like AMP. This is like, it's basically the same thing. Okay. Uh, and, and it's just a couple options. It's like cool to cool to have and be able to explore that. So I'll definitely be looking into that. But I'm not really like worried about it right now. Yeah. I'm definitely just focused on swimming right now, and I'll do that stuff later. You're you're studying communications and sports studies, so there's some some overlap there and entrepreneurship. So that's a good that's a good like uh, healthy curriculum to kind of be thinking about. I mean, I'm sure you're not worried about your brand necessarily, but it's it's an interesting place to be in as you go from um, from being in this this not to use a cheesy analogy, but being a, a big fish in a small pond to being a big yeah. fish in a big pond. Now um, you got some opportunities in front of you. That's got to, got to feel pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's super cool. I mean, I can't wait to see where, where it takes me and what I can do. So. Well, you've got some good building blocks. We've got the jorts, we've got yeah. the, the mullet. Yeah. Um, we got, we got some stuff to work with here. So, yeah. <laughs> and obviously LSU's got its own brand and then the USA team's got its own brand. So you got a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Be exciting summer for you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, I guess the Key Largo fishing trip can wait. You got bigger, bigger fish yep. to fry in, yep. uh, in Tokyo. But we're excited to see it, man. It's it's been great talking with you. Been great seeing you kind of emerge and burst onto the uh, international scene. So we'll be cheering for you and uh, appreciate your time. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you.